science fiction and fantasy writer. I write both kinds here in Washington, D.C. in my spooky turret up here, which is actually filled with comic books now. So I'm just to, a bit to the side from the turret. The first episode of the Tom Doyle series is episode 128. You'll find all of those shows in the show archive. Let's continue on with this series on psychological space opera. So American Craftsman versus Border Crosser. What is the... Tell, tell me, are they, are they different kinds of novels? Or are they most of the same? They are different in a lot of ways. Um, I actually wrote the manuscript for Border Crosser first. And in an extreme sort of manuscript that had a lot of um, issues and probably given it was my first novel, it showed some first novel signs at the time. So then I went on, I had it in my head. I was not going to write a whole universe of something until I sold the first volume. So I went on to a different first volume and I thought, what would be something much more in kind of mainstream and fantasy? Because at the time, science fiction markets were having trouble vis-a-vis fantasy. And I thought, well, I will write something about American magic. And so I made it much more in terms of uh, the sex component definitely toned down. In terms of the violence, much more uh, sort of straightforward military action sort of violence. Things go boom. So it's action, adventure, in a much more sort of Tom Clancy meets fantasy sort of Game of Thrones or uh, other Tom Clancy meets uh, meets fantasy elements. So there's supernatural, magician soldiers, psychic spies. And I wrote it with a specific idea of trying to do something that might attract one of the major publishers a bit more than something like Border Crosser. And it worked. When I got to tour, they go, well, why just one? Why don't you give us three? And I got a contract for the trilogy right then. Nice. And it was fun to do. I was able to tie in my uh, interest in history. There are some fun characters in there and some people who are a little bit psychologically extreme because they've been alive too long, basically, (laughs) and that's driven them a little to the dark side and a little little bit extreme. Uh, My favorite being the character of Madeline Morton, who's been alive since Poe's time in various bodies. And she has perhaps the best arc of any character in that trilogy, going from being the quintessential villain to coming to a sort of different compromise with her... uh, descendants, the descendants of the uh, the Morton clan. But it's full of people who liked uh, the show Sleepy Hollow but want their history to be a bit better will like American Craftsman a lot. Uh, people who uh, just like straight-up thriller, adventure and thriller in the techno uh, thriller mode 
but with like a, just a touch of magic. It's not extreme magic. These aren't superheroes. They aren't able to uh, fly. You know, they're not supermen. They have enhanced human abilities. The most extreme ability that veers into the superhero territory is the main character of the first book has power over local weather. And that's a pretty powerful thing. But he is very exceptional in that world. Otherwise, it's things that you can imagine affecting military and combat stuff right on the margins of being just beyond the normal human sort of capabilities these people are able to do or to uh, use magic to do, to heal, to uh, have a power of command over others, stuff that would go unnoticed in the historical record because in my telling of it, these people have always been with us. They've just gone unnoticed and and their stories hidden. And so it had to be things, but whether has its own uncanny history in the military. Like the number of times that the weather played to George Washington's advantage, it's just so improbable that you almost think, yeah, he had wizards helping them, or he was a (laughs) wizard or something. Because he escapes from so many corners and then boxes the British in at Yorktown with the help of the weather. Yeah. So there's, there's something going on there. And that, that's why, that's (laughs) why the weather had too much good luck. Uh, that D day, the weather cleared for D day just for the window that it needed to. And then (laughs) if they had ended up having to go two weeks later, the weather was a a gale, like a a quasi hurricane in Europe. And so it had to happen then. And it does. Hmm. Well, that's these guys. You know, <laughs> cool. So there you go. Hey, you have a cover. You want to show off that big poster? You have a poster of a cover behind you. You want to? Step? Oh yeah, yeah. I can. Oh, you hear? I'll, I'll, I'll there step. American Craftsman cover. Did. That looks nice. Yeah. So it's a series of the three covers. Are right, nice. See if it's a so yeah. Craftsman has three books or two books or three three books. It is ah. a trilogy. It is American Craftsman. The uh, left-hand way is the second book, which in the craftsman lingo, saying left-hand way is like saying the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. So you see, that's why I made it the middle book of my trilogy and called it that. It was my homage to that great middle of a trilogy thing where evil has a resurgence. Yes. And then the last book, the last book is called War and Craft, as like in War and Peace. The original title... <laughs> that I had kicking around was the master craftsman, but I couldn't figure out who that would be in the story. So I decided on Warren craft and said it had a nice ring to it. That trilogy is done. People should know that they can safely get that trilogy and get the whole story. Boom. So I will yeah. not, yeah, boom. I, I am not going to suddenly pass away and leave the story unfinished. And, you know, I joke a bit, but uh, as you I think, no, I had cancer back in 2014. And so it really has hit home that being able to finish a story is a gift. It is a gift. And so I am very happy that I did, you know, that I'm cured, I recovered, and I was able to finish that trilogy after that was was important to me. And uh, so, and people... uh, People need to, artists, any kind of artist needs to be cognizant of that, that part of their legacy is being able to finish within their mortality, you know, what, <laughs> right. they're, what they're engaged in, you know, it's a big deal. 
So, um, so that, those are those books and, and they were a lot of fun to do. And, you know, I could always revisit that universe. And if people want to know what my thoughts on a revisit would have been, if I continued, they are free to contact me and I will give them those details, but otherwise they should read that as the end. A that, revisit? That, what are we talking about here? I'm a little bit lost here. But, 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 so I, I had in mind what would... You know, I had an ending. I wrote an ending. Oh, in the story. But it's kind okay. of yep. in the story. Yeah. But I had in mind what the other story would take place in this universe if it uh, did go on. And you're talking. It about, is not good. And you're talking about Border Crosser or Crosser? No, I'm, talking, I'm talking American Crosser. Okay. The, the, okay. That trilogy. All right. Now, Border Crosser, Border Crosser is a one off, as far as I know. There's an ending again where the adventures could continue. I don't, and you know, that would take, I think, a lot of interest by readers. Yeah. I mean, I once wrote for my first agent who was trying to sell Border Crosser. I once wrote a synopsis of what a book two would look like. I've since looked at that synopsis and it would not look like that. So I know that much. Um, but I think it covers, like a one-off should, the most interesting part of the protagonist's life. And so going on in that universe, it would require a lot of interest and would require thinking about what would make it equally as interesting to keep going for this person who has a pretty, you know, full arc, in my view, in that book, as far as where her character goes. Right now, I'm busy on other things, so that's so that I don't have to think about that right now. Speaking of other things, I see something about sword and sorcery story and a small press award winner. Let's let's hear, hear about those. Well, this last year, like between doing the rewrite of Border Crosser and or after doing the rewrite of Border Crosser, when did I write that sword and sorcery story? It was after Border Crosser and the trilogy were done. I wrote a sword and sorcery story for uh, the folks over at Tales from the Magician's Skull. And Howard Andrew Jones is uh, the editor over there for John, and it's a John Goodman Games publication. And I um, first sent him another story, and I'll talk about, which has its own interesting what I'm working on now history. They didn't want that too historical. They want something very much more in the sort of ahistorical sword and sorcery, sorcery mode. So I wrote them something called Thieves of the Fallen World. And it is just very different from me in that it is, I mean, I put in some Easter egg ideas about sort of archaeological layers and a ruin and such, but I don't know, it is straight up from the pulps. These folks are going on a tomb raid of a sort, you know, <laughs> down at the lowest level of this uh, city, below all the previous layers of the city, back into a time of kind of Lovecraftian beings who want to get back in the world and such. And had a hoot writing that. And uh, it's available from Tales of the Magician Skull, number four. A bunch, bunch of other great folks who write in that vein are in these... Uh, they're magazine slash anthologies because they're so thick. They are books unto themselves. And but they have uh, regular iterations. They're on number five or six now. I forget. 
going back a long ways, you talked about the uh, my small press award winner was a story called The Wizard of Makatawa, which comes from my Michigan background. And that concerns that I spent my summers where Frank Baum of The Wizard of Oz fame spent his, too. And it is a story about being a kid in the late 70s and Frank Baum and The Wizard of Oz all kind of, kind of coming together. That story, you can find links to both the audio and the text on my website, and I hope you'll go, folks will go check that out. But what I'm working on right now is a James Bond in the Ancient World series for uh, the folks at Graphic Audio. And that is actually, I, I pitched it to Graphic Audio with as the first chapters being that story that wasn't taken by the folks at Tales from the Magician's Skull and uh, because it was too in this world's history. Well, that worked very well for Graphic Audio. They're very enthused. And I am having a hoot of the time because, again, I can use my interest in history mm. and stories. And it's just a romp across kind of the, the, the lands and kingdoms of the first millennium BCE. <laughs> that sounds fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. It is so much fun. And uh, it is due, though, the first volume is due at the end of January. Ah. And so I have to, I, I am really busy on that and i mean i'm making fine progress but yeah, yeah, you yeah. know there's always this aspect deadline. that you feel like you're yeah 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 there's a deadline right. you feel like you're working without a net you know it does not <laughs> allow for, you know weeks of pausing and right. whatever no you get in that word count every day and you keep the ball moving or you are in trouble yeah. So, uh, so it is moving, but it's moving great. They're excited. I'm excited. Cool. And we'll see how many they want of that and how many I'm able to do for them. All right on. And uh, those are the big things happening with me. Have you been doing well, Lancer? Yeah. You... Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm doing uh, three podcasts, a uh, science fiction one and two that are related to my IT work in Agile space. Uh, one, one of them is in Mandarin because... Uh, well, I picked that up when I was in China, and uh, though I'm not fluent, my, my wife is, so she helps me with that. Um, what else have I been up to? I'm currently writing a uh, thriller, an international thriller. That's a, a business novel, so it's about this character who's, and I use this adventure story to teach people about some of the things that, I, that corporations hire me to teach them. So, so that's the idea there. No, some folks, it's funny that that's a good idea to do just a straight up international thriller. No, not too much speculative element because the majors, that's what they probably actually wanted from me. Oh, next. really? I'm okay writing yeah. science fiction, but in this context, I, it's too, too if I'm going to write a business novel, I need a more grounding in our current worldview and our current right. world situation so that the, the reader isn't bothered by, oh, these new things that are happening. And so, yeah, so I needed that grounding. It's honestly it's magical realism as well. So I use a little bit of. So the main character is a he's a he's an immigrant child. His parents moved to the states when he was young, and I'm working on the the sequel. First book, he is also dealing again with another problem. It's a noir style story where he's a project manager who's and ends up being on a project that's funded by the mob. So if he doesn't hit his deadlines, he could get killed. And uh, like in <laughs> like in Groundhog Day, he he gets killed in like chapter chapter one. He's dead, uh -huh. and uh, then he wakes up in his uh, in his house, and uh, he's 
gonna he realizes he can't quite he thinks it's a bad dream but he realizes there's a bunch of things that can't be correct until he realizes oh he's woken up in the past again he's now reliving that project again so he, he gets killed oh. several times until he learns how to resolve his the problems he's having with his IT project and then I use that situation to teach these mechanisms for solving that problem so uh, so it's it's a, there's magical realism in there as well uh, in order to explain why the heck is he reliving his his project he's he's in, from India so I use Hindu mythology to explain the 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 the, the, the magical relationship about why that would happen. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You and I have lived many lives together, Arjuna. I remember them all. You remember them not. <laughs> With the Hinduism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so let's... Uh, Oh, one thing we should do is I want to thank you, and I want that to be on the record. So, yeah, uh, so thank you very much for having me uh, on your podcast, Lancer. It's it's so great to see you again and, and have a chance to talk to you, and I, I really appreciate it. This yeah. has been a lot of fun. It's, it's been just awesome reconnecting with you, Tom. So check out the show notes. The show notes are will show right up there in your podcast player. And you can just tap on links that are set up. So you can go to Tom Doyle's Border Crosser and order copies of that. Or you can see some of his free short stories and audio, including a small press award winner called The Wizard of Makatawa. And even if you don't have a podcast player, you just need to go back to the website where you found this podcast, and there you'll see the show note text on that web page. This is the last episode of the Tom Doyle series. The whole series started at episode 128. To find the series, you can search for Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Tom Doyle, and you'll find the series page right there. Back to you, Tom. How can people find you? You can go to my uh, website at tomdoyleauthor.com and not only find out about my various novels, the American Craftsman Trilogy and Border Crosser, my psychological space opera, but I have lots of free uh, links to my the text and audio of my short work, my short fiction. And so go on there, particularly if you want to load up your player with some audiobook listening. You can download all the MP3s of me reading my own stories predominantly. Best place to find Border Crosser, my most recent novel, is probably on Amazon. It, that is the sole site for the print version. So if you want the print version or the Kindle version, Amazon's best. If you want a different e-version, then check out the Rena Fire Press site. And Rena Fire Press, go find Border Crosser. And on there, you'll find all the various e-formats to uh, your heart's content.